It's time to make the dough rise, the financial podcast with Brian Doe. Hello and welcome to the first edition of Make the Dough Rise. We've got a great podcast for you today as we introduce you to Certified Financial Planner at Living Worth Wealth Advisors, serving you throughout the Lake Country and beyond. You can find us online by going to livingworth.com. I'm Walter Storholt. I'm here to just sort of drive the bus on the podcast. The man you're here to really get some great information from is indeed Brian Doe. And Brian, welcome into the first podcast. What's going on? Thanks, Walter. Great to be here. Just got back from Chattanooga, Tennessee. A lot of uh, travel for you so far this summer? I've been on the road, done a couple of good vacation-type trips, a couple to the beach, and then some client visits uh, up in the southern Tennessee and north Georgia area. Nice. So not uh, any crazy international travel, keeping it local for the most part, but getting to see the sights. That's, uh, do you like moving and shaking around like that, or do you like to be more of a homebody, kind of just want to stay in one spot? No, I am a rolling stone. I, I do <laughs> like to move around, I've, and uh, not so much local. I've, I've actually been, if you want the full detail, I, I made a little trip out to Moab and did some off-roading, and then uh, Laura and I made it down to Turks and Caicos, which is in the southeastern corner of the Bahamas, and that is a fantastic place. So Brian Doe gathers beach. no moss is what I'm hearing. Preferably, yes. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, on today's show, we want to introduce you, obviously, to Brian, in case you're a new listener to the podcast, uh, or if you're a new client uh, to Brian Doe and the team at Living Worth Wealth Advisors. Uh, we're just going to give you a little background on what it's like to, to be Brian, why he got into this business, and also talk a little bit about the podcast, what you can expect over the next you know many, many months of doing this show and helping you learn a little bit more about the financial landscape, how it might impact you of course, it's going to be kind of a central tenant of every single show. So you can be better educated of your financial life and uh, make sure that you're well prepared for retirement and beyond. And looking forward to diving into all of these details today with you, Brian. We figured we'd just be smart to start the first show off getting to know you a little bit better as sort of an introductory episode. So, you know, let, let's kind of cover those, uh, the five W's, right? The who, what, where, and uh, and, and when, and the how. I, that's always the H there, right, in the five W's. But, um, you know, Give us uh, some idea of your of your backstory. How did you get to where you are today? What are some of the important events, you know, in your life that have kind of shaped who you are and, and led you to this place of uh, an advisor who helps people prepare for retirement? Yeah, no, that's that's perfect, Walter. Obviously, with twenty years of of being in the business, I could I could recount a lot of uh, details about that particular question, but. I started at one of the big brokerage firms in uh, April of 2000, had the good fortune of getting started right before the dot-com bubble uh, burst, uh, rode through the September 11 terror attacks, the credit crisis. My entire career has dealt with all of the ups and downs of the market and obviously historically significant events of a magnitude that we you know, hopefully don't don't see again. But what came out of that was a risk aversion or a sense of caution that any day at any point, something dramatically could alter the market's performance and the trajectory and portfolios. So I've gotten really good at building in uh, defensive strategies for income-oriented investors and really spent a lot of time in my early career building portfolios that could sustain the ups and downs of of these types of market shocks while 
leaving the room for maintaining an inflation-protected lifestyle at the same time. Well, since then, there have been a lot of changes on particularly the tax front. And we've got a, a new book out with Dan Caprill called Diffuse. And we talk about some of the shifts that are happening in the retirement landscape, how retirement is different today, and then especially going into the uh, impact that taxes are going to have on portfolios in the future. And so I've really been spending a lot of time overlaying tax strategies on top of these sound portfolios that we've we've put together to really help people squeeze the maximum out of their their retirement savings. You were telling me before we you know hit the record button today about some of your background being in uh, sort of the, the 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 big vision or the the big companies of Wall Street or or the the big financial companies and how you made that transition to being an independent financial advisor. How do you draw on those past experiences um, from working with those those big companies? Why did you make the transition to being an independent and and kind of how do you still use some of that past experience to to shape how you help people today? I've lived through an interesting period of history where 20 years ago, access to information was very much controlled by the big firms. And so I was able to uh, get trained and uh, really experience firsthand what was I would call a legacy environment of the investment world of yesteryear or the last century. Then over time, as the internet and uh, ubiquitous access to information has really democratized the information to the point where information is no longer valuable in and of itself. It's the context. It's making meaning out of that information that allows me to provide the most value to clients. So I got to work in a big multi-thousand advisor major Wall Street firm, but then was on the front row when the financial crisis hit and a lot of these big names collapsed, literally collapsed out from underneath us. So I used that opportunity to make the transition to become an independent financial advisor, registered investment advisor, I guess is the the technical term if you want to look it up. But what we have built is a model where I am a employee of the client. I I don't work for a firm. I work for my clients. But we still use large independent custodians like Charles Schwab so that you get the safety, security, trading platform, access to market that you would get from a large trillion-dollar custodian. But I have put myself into an environment where I'm not subject to corporate mandates I'm not trying to win any trips, not trying to hit any quotas. I truly can put my client's interests first. And what, you know, that's a part of the fiduciary responsibility of a registered investment advisor. And it just, to me, it's, it suits my approach. It suits the way I work with clients. It's odd in this day and age to think that we're still dickering about whether we should put the client's interest first. That's a whole topic for another show, but uh, you know, being where I am certainly allows me to do that. 
Yeah, it's, uh, that, that fiduciary buzzword has certainly been in the news a little bit more than one might imagine over the last couple of years. And uh, I, I think it's interesting to hear your story, how you're kind of taking the, the good pieces from your past experience, but also changing what you didn't like about it. And, and from your kind of personal approach to helping people with the ins and outs of their own situations and, and retirement. So they say you can't have the best of uh, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. But you are kind of making it so that you can have the best of both worlds. I, I think I've got it as close to being as conflict free as possible, and uh, and and I've, and I've used my independence too as well to advance my credentials. Uh, I've completed the certified financial planner designation in 2013, so that just dramatically increased the knowledge base and and rounded out the investment and and insurance background that I had previously. I find it interesting you uh, what started things off uh, in Minnesota from a, a personal standpoint. Now you're in the Lake Country area uh, with an office in Greensboro, Georgia, but yet you've got clients all over the world. So your personal path has kind of been a neat one to to see develop over the years, bouncing around to, to different locations and eventually settling into the Lake Country area. What is uh, you know what's kind of led you to where you are in life there? I grew up in southern Minnesota. Uh, basically out in the middle of a cornfield. My father was with Hormel Foods. So we did the meatpacking tour through Minnesota, Nebraska, Oklahoma. But my mother's side of the family was actually from South Georgia. So I had spent my summers in this part of the country. And I knew that come March, spring actually arrived here as opposed to the, the frozen tundra of up north. So like many retirees and and I guess snowbirds, they call them, that make the migration from uh, Michigan and Ohio and and the Northeast. I I made the move permanently. I came down here, attended the University of Georgia, and while there, the lake that we currently live on was actually formed in 1978. It's a Georgia power lake. Uh, It's it's basically a dammed up river. And so we would ski on the north end of the lake. And to me, it always caught my attention that living down here would be a retirement goal. So originally, my intention was maybe at age 65, when I you know, worked hard and saved up, I would potentially be able to move down here and, and, and retire. Well, through the one, through the move to independence, and then two, through the uh, advancement of technology and the internet and, and ubiquitous communication, I was actually able to move down here permanently with my family uh, from the Atlanta area. So we had a much better quality of life, much lower uh, cost overhead, and I re- achieved my retirement dream uh, about 20 years ahead of schedule. So and now it's time for a new dream. That's pretty neat. Neat when it kind of comes together a little bit by accident and a little bit uh, on purpose, too. And I feel like a lot of people probably follow a similar path in life, don't we? If some of it's uh, you know, luck, some of it is accident, and some of it is intention. The yeah. combination it always seems to work. Tell us a little bit about Living Worth Wealth Advisors. What do you guys do? If somebody's new to the retirement or financial planning world and they're not really sure, what, what does a financial advisor do? You know, do they just they help, help me pick the right stocks or mutual funds? or you know, what, what does it really mean to work with somebody like you? Well, that's a great question, Walter. The the standard answer of, I would say, the typical or, or all too common uh, answer from a financial advisor is that they do everything. They do all things for all people. And obviously, when you're starting out, you're trying to find what you're good at, what types of clients you best serve. But as I have evolved 
uh, in time over, you know, in working with w- within the industry and with, with different clients and obviously to serve the local community here. We have identified a, a range of time from 59 and a half to 70 and a half where there's 11 critical years of decision-making, transitioning out of work and onto your savings, claiming of Social Security, entering Medicare programs, IRA distributions, long-term care decisions. That in itself is an entire entirely consuming discipline to put all of those pieces together. So to accommodate and and uh, work with the, the the community that I'm I'm living in, we have really do- dug in and, and specialized in in those range of issues and that particular age segment. And in doing that, we've really mapped out how people can make good decisions through that 11 critical years. But what we're finding now is if you can back up just a little bit, five or 10 years, and, and maybe start the trajectory in your 50s, or you know maybe mid-50s, certainly early 60s, there's still time to make changes and make adjustments to where you're putting your money and what types of dividends you're earning, uh, when you're going to retire and activate pensions. Planning ahead just a little bit can actually add dramatically to the after-tax amount the, that that you'll you'll have for for retirement. So we're the the, the book that has, that that we've got coming out is going to apply to retirees, but also to those pre-retirees that might still be in their peak earning years, where they have the ability to uh, allocate funds to different account structures, different tax structures, and and because of the coming problems with rising potentially rising taxes, uh, it makes sense more than ever. If you want to get a copy of that book, by the way, you can go to retirementrescue.net. That's retirementrescue.net. We'll also put a link to that in the description of today's show. So no matter what uh, app you might be listening to the program on, you can easily click a link and get some information there. That's retirementrescue.net. What about the retirement shield process, Brian, that you guys have created? How does that help somebody get to and through retirement as well? So all those issues that I outlined, people will deal with over time. And what I have found is people tended to deal with them haphazardly as they came up. Uh, you know, hey, I'm 62. I you know, Should I start Social Security? There's no advance thought put into a lot of these topics. And a lot of times, uh, in, in particularly in the case of something like long-term care, sometimes people will wait too long to take care of or address those issues. And uh, by by then it's too late or too expensive to do anything. So through the Retirement Shield, we have created a process to deliberately raise the questions, raise the issues, help people map out what resources they have for basic income, for the fun things that they want to do, and then for the emergencies and things that could go wrong, and then you know leaving a legacy beyond that. Putting that into a structured process where people know they've addressed and at least answered for themselves what they want to do about each of those issues is what the Retirement Shield's all about. 
so important to have that structure and that uh, guidance when you're kind of navigating through something as complex as retirement planning. I mean, we try to make things simple here on the show. I know that's going to be one of our goals, certainly to boil things down in an easy to understand manner. But we do have to understand that the whole process, there's a lot of moving parts, a lot of decisions that have to be made along the way. So it's nice to have a guide, nice to have a map to follow uh, to kind of lead be, you to all uh, to and through all those decisions as well. Yeah, be, be, be deliberate. Don't do it by accident. Ooh, I like that a lot. Yes, absolutely. If somebody is worried about retirement, is there anything that they can do as sort of a good starting step, Brian, to you know kind of assess where they are at, at the moment? Or are they approaching retirement in the right way? Those kinds of things? Well, certainly there's a lot of resources online. Like I mentioned earlier, there's uh, different calculators. If there are participants in 401k or retirement plans, a lot of those will have projections of what kind of retirement income they can expect from their current savings level. But, you know, that's one of those questions that is so, there's so many variables and every person has different objectives, different lifestyles, different circumstances with, with children or dependents and spouses and uh, you know, there's just a explosion of, of variables that can can get factored into trying to give you something prescriptive right now. Obviously, I would encourage anyone that if, if you don't have a financial advisor, if you don't have a good uh, tax preparer that, that that can help you sort out some of these these questions, certainly giving our office a call and, and setting an appointment, going to our website, we have a a link where you can schedule a 15 minute call and just do an introductory. Uh, session to see, you know, where are you at? What what kinds of uh, variables are you dealing with? Happy to point people in the right direction at any time. I see uh, on your website as I'm I'm clicking around as you're uh, as we're as we're discussing here, Brian, the financial guidance program that you've put together online it seems like a neat online uh, quiz or assessment that people can tap into. Well, so there's there's certainly the first starting point. If if you want to find out how are you feeling as as a gut check. Uh, about a number of issues, we, we've got a quick quiz there that you can answer uh, about 10 or 12 different questions and score yourself on a scale of one to 10 about how secure you're feeling, particularly after prompted by those questions about your financial preparedness, uh, what what's if you if you've got a spouse, uh, if you've got uh, you know concerns that uh, whether they be short term or long term, it gives you a chance to, rate and score yourself if you're if you're scoring quite low then you've probably got a lot of work to do if you're a five or a six absolutely a lot of things that we can do to help and and clear up any confusion or maybe you're a nine or a ten and you you know everything is is fantastic and you can get some feedback very quickly about uh, you know how much anxiety or uh, concern you've got surrounding retirement, and then that can be an indication of, of uh, you know how much you could potentially benefit from some help. If you'd like to kind of get that assessment, uh, your find out your living worth mindset, if you will, you can kind of go through those different steps and take the quiz online to find out if you're ready to take a big step for a self-reliant retirement. You can get started by going to the link in the description of today's show as well. We'll put a, a link in there so you can kind of find out a little bit more about the Retirement Shield process and take the quiz yourself. So just look for that link in today's show description. Last but not least, Brian, we're doing a podcast. I've kind of talked a little bit about some of the goals of why we're hosting this thing, but what's gotten you into this podcast world and what do you hope people will be able to take away from these shows as we do many in the future? Well, we're trying a lot of different things. We're, we've done 
the video for the website. We're creating an online course to go along with the book. We've got the book. We've got a shortened summary version of the book. We're just trying to create a multimedia way to get the information, critical information out to people who are, who are dealing with or will be dealing with these issues as they approach retirement. I am a huge podcast fan. I live on podcasts. So to me, it was a natural uh, you know, progression to, to, to try. Uh, in fact, just this morning, a, a good friend of mine and, and former colleague of mine who is now in New York uh, started her own firm. Uh, she was interviewed on a, on a podcast and I was able to just you know, drive time. I hit play, listen to it. Very informative, very interesting, and I think it's just a very popular way for people to to consume some information, uh, commercial free, and and uh, you know, just get some tips and and tricks on on what would otherwise be dead time driving down the road or around the house doing chores. Yep. Well, we're going to try and make it uh, easy to understand information for you in bite-sized pieces each episode here on Make the Dough Rise. Well, we'll call it quits on our first episode, Brian. Uh, enjoy chatting with you, and we're going to start diving into the meat and potatoes of financial and retirement planning and the things people need to be thinking about as they prepare for that phase of life uh, next time around. But thanks for joining us on this first edition. Looking forward to it. Thanks for your help. It'll be a lot of fun to join you each and every week. And I can give you a little preview of what's coming up on the next edition of Make the Dough Rise. We're going to talk about this thing called a stretch IRA. Seems only natural with dough in the name of our show that we would have stretch IRA be our first topic to tackle here on the program. There have been some major changes uh, proposed to this particular financial item called the stretch IRA. Uh, We're going to talk about how successful people uh, may be hurt the most by these changes. Um, So it's going to be interesting to see how uh, this is going to play out. We're going to dive into the rule changes that have been proposed. Uh, Will it impact you? We're going to find out on the next edition of the show. So be sure to join us for that. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and all sorts of other great places. Wherever you download podcasts, you should be able to find the Make the Dough Rise show there. Don't forget, if you would like to talk to Brian at any point in time about your financial and retirement life, you can go to live livingworth.com and schedule a free 15-minute call to discuss your retirement or financial future. That's livingworth.com. And again, we'll have links to all the things we've mentioned in today's program in the description of today's show. For Brian Doe, I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for taking the time to join us. We'll talk to you next time right back here on Make the Doe Rise. Investment advisory services offered through Main Street Financial Solutions, LLC. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information is obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accurateness and completeness cannot be guaranteed.